welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Here on this podcast, we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Welcome back for a brand new episode. I am so proud of myself. Okay, give me a second to just really be proud of myself that I am recording in time for the episode to be up on a Tuesday at 9 a.m. Um, these past few weeks, as I have mentioned in the past few episodes, has been rough for me with recording on time. It's just a lot going on. For those of you who don't know, I graduate this semester. I graduate next month in December, and it's just a lot, you know, between figuring out what's next after graduation and life events and everything like that it's just a lot going on so it's kind of hard to juggle everything at the moment but I'm proud of myself because this week we are on track so if this is your first time hearing the podcast we welcome you to go ahead and subscribe so you'll be a part of our carefree family here real lively bunch so um go ahead and subscribe and for those who are already subscribed and you were notified about this episode thank you for being a subscriber and a listener and a family member so you all know how this goes we're going to hop into our carefree updates and then we'll hop into our topic of the day So I just got back in town from Jacksonville, Florida yesterday. Um, It's about two and a half hours um, down the road from where I am located. But I went to Jacksonville this weekend because there was a panel. I mentioned it in the last episode, but the panel that I was moderating was about influencers and social media um, content creators. And I was just moderating the panel, asking them questions about their life and how they handle they're different platforms, I guess you can say. Um, it went extremely well. I was extremely proud of myself and I got some good feedback, so I'm proud of that. Um, so yeah, that was this past weekend, and now we are back home, chilling like a villain, um, and recording this episode for you all. So, first things first, I do want to say this. Um, There has been a lot of things happening recently, a lot more attention being shined on um black women and girls going missing especially 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 in the eastern part of the country um I don't know what's going on um I believe that some of it is attributed to sex trafficking it is a trillion I believe dollar industry trillion or billion dollar industry sex trafficking is and as you all know or should be aware of is that Unfortunately, when we go missing, we don't get the same news attention. Um, We don't get the same amount of Amber Alerts and things like that. So I want to briefly give you all some tips and tricks that I have picked up from different people over the years that I have read from different outlets over the years, just in case you have not heard any of them. And also just to remind you all to be safe out here be safe out here, be safe out here. I am one of those people who is like, um, I try not to let things make me afraid of like enjoying life and going out and doing fun stuff. Like I never want to live in fear, just being scared and like staying in my house all the time. So if you're like me, um, especially remember these tricks. So one, um, I learned this a few years back. A guy told me this, 
randomly, I think I was like in a store and he told me, but he was saying, if you park at a store, if you park anywhere, you know, if you just run somewhere just to grab, you know, something to eat from inside and you're like, there's only one spot open, but the spot is in between two vans, never park in between two vans. Okay. Never park in between two vans. If there's a van on one side, I'm even leery about parking next to a van period and when I say van I mean the um the big white vans that look like the utility kind of cars not just like a regular minivan but you could probably be careful with those too but the big white utility kind of vans I try not to park next to them period but especially if you see two parked and there's like one space in between them do not park in between those vans that is dangerous. You could be trying to get out of your car, get in your car. Someone, you know, opens the door to the van, snatches you up. Boom. It's nothing you can do. So never park in between two vans. That's one tip I want to give you. Another tip I want to give you is to be extremely aware of your surroundings. It is daylight savings time. So the sun is going down earlier in the day. It gets darker sooner. So be aware of your surroundings, even in broad daylight, because they snatching people up in broad daylight too sis so be aware of your surroundings watch who's around you get off your phone <clears throat> get off your phone when you are walking somewhere i don't care where you are if you are on campus if you're in a parking garage at your job if you're leaving work late wherever you are get off of your phone unless you are on the phone with someone and you're like hey can you stay on the phone with me until i get to my car or until i get home if you're walking don't you know scroll social media mindlessly to distract you or because you don't want to seem like um uncool because you're not on your phone while you're walking be aware of your surroundings get off of your phone get off of your phone because the phones are distracting if someone comes up behind you and you're too busy like on twitter or on instagram or whatever you're on you can miss something extremely pivotal so get off of your phone also, I do want to let you all know, if you do not know, that iPhone does have an SOS feature, an emergency SOS feature. I believe it's five times when you press the, um, if you press the lock button on your phone now. I don't have the new phone, the X and all of that. <laughs> I have an 8 plus, so I don't know how it works on those phones. But I believe that you can press it about like five times extremely fast and it will call 911 automatically for you. So be mindful of that. You can do that. Yes, it is five times. You rapidly press the side button five times and it will automatically call emergency services for you. That's another tip and trick. Secondly, walk with your keys in your hand and have one key in between your fingers just in case you need to use it. And I'm not telling you all this so you can be scared whenever you go anywhere, but I'm telling you all these things because I want you to be safe. Okay, be safe. Next, I want you to park in an extremely lit area. You can do that um, at a grocery store, at the mall, wherever you are. Do not park too far away. Don't worry about somebody hitting your car. Your safety is much more important than someone scraping the side of your car. That's material. You can get it fixed. You can get it back. You cannot get your life back. So park close to people park in an extremely lit area also when you are driving home at night or wherever you are driving 
watch, you know, your rearview mirror. I am so good with this. When I am driving home at night, I am always looking in my rearview mirror um, to see who's behind me. And it's not like a paranoia thing, but it's just being mindful and careful. So if you see a car has been following you for a little while and you're like, okay, they have been behind me way too long. Be cognizant of that. Even cars that drive like with their lights off and stuff like that. Be cognizant of that. There have been times where I have, you know, been on my way home and there's been a car behind me for a while. And, you know, I'm like, okay, if I pull into my neighborhood and they're still behind me, I'm going to drive a little bit further. And I do that. Like if I pull into my neighborhood and they pull into my neighborhood behind me, I keep driving. I do not pull into my driveway until, you know, I see them veer off somewhere else and I feel safe. Then I will double back to my house. But do not do that. Um, lock. Oh, this one is important, too. When you get in your car, um, wherever you are, when you get in your car, lock your door as soon as you get in your car. And and if you have um, windows that you can see inside of, look in your back seat before you get in your car. So say you've been out shopping or you've been at work or something. Um, just look in your windows real quick, you know, in your back seat to make sure no one is crouched down in the back seat before you get inside. But definitely make sure you lock your car door as soon as you close your door and get inside your car because you don't want someone to um, be watching you. You get into your car and then they hop in the back seat because you didn't lock your door. So those are my little tips and tricks. Also, one thing that many people don't know, surprisingly, is that if you are driving in an area, say it's like a countryside or a highway or something like that, and it is nighttime, it is dark, if you do not feel safe pulling over and say it's like a police car comes behind you, but you're not, you're not too sure about it and they cut their lights on, you can drive to a well-lit area where people are before you pull over. You do not have to pull over in a poorly lit area just because someone cuts their lights on. So pull off where you see people, a good number of people, and where it is lit well. And also share your location with your friends and your family if you can. Um, I have a few people that have my location, so you know, you better safe than sorry. And I tell my friends to send me their location because again, better safe than sorry. So share your location with the best friend and aunt, your cousin, them, whoever, share your location with somebody because I want you all to be safe. I want you all to be safe out here. I don't want to hear anything about one of <laughs> one of us, you know, something happening to anyone really, but especially one of us. So please be safe. And those are my little tips and tricks. Now we can hop into our carefree updates for real, for real. So a few days ago, it was brought to my attention that there was a Clark Atlanta University student missing. And I'm going to read you a bit of this article from CBS News. And it says, a young woman and her boyfriend are accused of killing a 21-year-old Clark Atlanta University student. Alexis Crawford was found dead in a park and died of asphyxiation. Crawford's roommate, Jordan Jones, and Jones's boyfriend, Baron Brantley, have been charged with premeditated murder in Crawford's death. 
Crawford and Jones were friends who even spent holidays together. It was not a stranger, but they were people who she trusted that ultimately took her life, said Reverend Markel Hutchins, a family spokesperson. Images show Crawford alive on October 30th. Jones drove her to a liquor store and the next morning Crawford was nowhere to be found. Police searched for Crawford for a week. Eventually, it was one of the suspects who finally led them to her body in a park 11 miles from her apartment. Police said a motive has not clearly been established, but they said Crawford filed a complaint three days before she disappeared. In that report, she said that she was drunk and believed Brantley, which is her roommate's boyfriend, sexually assaulted her in her apartment bathroom. Crawford's murder feels like a death in the family at Clark Atlanta University, a historically black college of 3,300 students. The mood has been very hard. A lot of students have been trying to take into account what happened and just find answers to things we can't find answers to, says student government president LaVon Campbell. So this case is it's heartbreaking. Um, Heartbreaking on two levels for me. One, because she filed a report for sexual assault against her roommate's boyfriend and in a way the system failed her secondly it's heartbreaking because this is someone who she probably considered a friend who helped in coordinating her death which was her roommate and I want to say this for not just young ladies but women period and men but more specifically women these men ain't worth it Okay, these men are not worth your future. They are not worth you spending life in prison. They are not worth they are not worth it. Like and I I'm I, I had a teacher that used to always say you can't make sense out of nonsense. And I try to tell myself that whenever something like this happens and I find myself trying to just like make sense of it or figure out why someone would do something that they did. And I just have to go back to what she would say. You can't make sense out of nonsense, Shakira. And I, I'm telling myself right there, you can't make sense out of nonsense. And this is one of those things. I don't know what could have gotten into her roommate that made her feel like it was okay. One, to take a life. And two, that this was somehow make you seem like a prize or a ride or die in your boyfriend's eyes and now you are about to spend the rest of your life or years of your life in prison you were in college you had a whole future ahead of you and this is for anyone out there just don't fall for the okie doke these men are not worth it if somebody is showing you red flags go the other way that it is not love, that is not caring for you. And I just can't understand how you would want to help somebody who sexually assaulted your roommate. It may have been jealousy. Um, something may mentally be wrong with her. I'm not sure, but it's just, it's heartbreaking. And now, you know, that was somebody's child who probably went, who left home to go to school in hopes and dreams of a better future. And her life was taken from her by just two heartless 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 people so again be safe out here i think that's the overall um message of today's podcast is to just be safe like you you can't and this was somebody she considered a friend 
it's heartbreaking. It's, it's really heartbreaking. And my condolences go out to her and also to the CAU family because I, I just know that it is... I know what it's like to lose a classmate and I know what it's like to lose a friend and it's just, it's not fun. It's not fun. So my condolences to her family, her friends and the CAU um, student body and faculty because that's, that's ridiculous. Now, moving on to something that is not much lighter than that. Tatiana Jefferson's father has died from a heart attack and this is coming weeks after she was killed by a cop in her own home. So you all are familiar with this name. We talked about her before here. Tatiana Jefferson was the black young lady who was at her house watching her nephew when the cops came and shot her in her own home so her father passed away he was 58 years old and he passed away saturday night from a heart attack and this just really shines the light on how traumatic experiences not only affect the person that it happened to it affects the entire family it's a domino effect so when things like this happen that causes stress on the parents who are grieving who have lost a child the children, if they had children who have lost a parent now, and this is not the first time something like this has happened. This has happened with other people whose children have passed from police brutality. So this is just like an epidemic. And my condolences to her family again. You know, it was one thing when it was her and now her father. And also keep in mind, um, 58 is not that old. Like her, her dad passed at the age of 58, 58 is not that old. So it's, it's another sad, sad, sad case. And he was just um, talking about creating plans for a foundation in his daughter's name to support to support the development of aspiring black doctors, um, address homelessness, reduce stress in impoverished communities and empower youth. So I really hope that someone in the family is able to continue those plans in her name and now in her father's name as well. Now, this next carefree update, I don't know if you all have seen this. I just saw this two days ago and I'm going to read you this article and this is on theroot.com, and the title of the article is 23 Years a Slave Restaurant Owner Gets BS Sentence for Enslaving Intellectually Disabled Black Man. And this is what the article says. A South Carolina restauranteur was sentenced to prison after admitting he used violence, threats, and intimidation to force a black man to work for... <laughs> work more than 100 hours a week with no pay in a stunning case of throwback slavery. On Monday, U.S. District Court Judge R. Brian Harwell sentenced 54-year-old Bobby Paul Edwards to 10 years in federal prison, 10 years, wow, after he pled guilty to one count of forced labor, according to a press release from the Department of Justice. Prosecutors say that Edwards, who managed his family's restaurant, forced Chris Smith, an intellectually disabled black man, to work for free and live in a small room behind the restaurant. Court documents show that Edwards physically abused Smith for at least 17 years, including whipping him with a belt, beating him with pots and pans, and even burning him with hot grease. In 1996, when Smith was only 12 years old, 12 years old, 
he accepted a job at J&J Cafeteria in Conway, South Carolina. Six years later, Edwards took over as manager and stopped paying him. Over the next 17 years, Edwards would torture, imprison, and withhold pay from Smith, claiming that he pays claiming that his pays was kept in an account that was inaccessible to Smith. A federal lawsuit filed on Smith's behalf claims that he worked 18 hours a day, six days a week. On Sundays, he only had to work 11 hours. During his entire 23 years of enslavement at J&J, Smith claims he never had a work break or a day off. Forced to live in a cockroach-infested apartment behind the business, Smith alleges that Edward's family never tried to intervene. They knew. All of them knew. They knew what he was doing. That's a quote from him. When Smith's family would try to check on him, Edwards would lock Smith in the kitchen or even in the freezer. On the rare occasion that Smith indicated displeasure or tried to escape, he was hit in the head with a frying pan, burned with hot tongs, beaten with belt buckles, and called the N-word repeatedly. Customers reported that they sometimes heard Smith being beaten and screaming for his life. My God, okay. I wanted to get out of there a long time ago, but I didn't have nobody I could go to, Smith explained. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't see none of my family, so that was that. That's the main basic thing I wanted to see was my mom and for her to come see me. Janine Keynes, who was friends with the Edwards family, was a frequent customer at J&J, and her daughter, who worked at the eatery, told her how Edwards abused Smith. Once, while eating at the restaurant, she noticed signs of abuse. Chris came out of the kitchen and put some food down on the bar. He leaned one way, and when he did, I could see a scar on his neck. After looking into the situation, Keynes reported Edwards to the Department of Social Services, who rescued him. Um, Keynes also alerted Abudallah Mustafa, president of the Conway chapter of the NAACP. They helped Smith get on his feet, and Keynes allowed Smith to stay in her home for two months. Edwards was sentenced to 10 years after pleading guilty to one count of forced labor. He was also ordered to pay $270,952.96 in restitution um, for stealing the victim's freedom and wages. I... <laughs> um, all right. I don't, where do I start? I don't feel like 10 years is enough time. I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I'm not an officer. I am not involved in the law. But I just feel like if you keep someone enslaved for 23 years and you only get 10 years in prison, that's not enough time. That man lost 23 years of his life. Secondly, I am wondering, you know, it's one thing to be on the outside of a situation looking in. So I don't want to go too in depth with this one. But I am wondering, you know, for them to say that his family tried to see him. Where, why didn't the family just come and get him? Like, I don't know if him being mentally disabled, they felt like that was a burden for them to take care of him or something like that. But... And we, we got to do better with this in the black community when we have people within our families who are mentally disabled. We do we mm, we do have a tendency to put those people um, on the back burner and just kind of like disregard them. So I, I'm hoping and praying that that was not the case with this. 
Um, but I am wondering why they did not forcefully go and see about him. And if I was in that family and I went by the restaurant and he told me, the restaurant owner told me that I couldn't see him. I don't care if that was just my cousin. You can't tell me that I can't see my family member. You can't tell me I can't see my cousin, let alone my child or my brother. So, you know, I have questions about that, but I am happy that someone finally said something. And what sickens me the most about this is the fact that I know for a fact that there were customers of that restaurant who probably visited and spent their money there for years and years and years and knew what was going on and didn't say a word. And for there to be reports of him screaming for his life and no one reporting that, like it taking 23 years for that to be reported is ridiculous to me. But nonetheless, I am happy that he was finally, someone finally said something like, and we have this tendency also to kind of, well, it's none of my business. Girl, that ain't none of my business. You know, sometimes it is your business. Sometimes you need to be people's saving grace. And think about how much can be avoided in people's lives if we put away that way of thinking, oh, it's none of my business. I'm not going to say anything because it's none of my business. And that's probably what some of those people said to themselves when they heard that man screaming and some of them probably witnessed him being beaten. I just, I just can't. Like, I hate it here. <laughs> like, this is, this is, this is not it. This is, this is not it. And it's so many situations like this. This is modern day slavery, y'all. We are alive and witnessing this. So, again, be cognizant and aware of what's going on around you even if it pertains to other people. If you see something like this, if you if you are a patron of a restaurant or anywhere and you notice that somebody is there seven days a week and it seems like they don't have any off days off, I know I ask questions. I'm like, girl, if, even if I see someone at Walmart all the time, I'm like, when do you have off? Every time I come in here, you are at work. So this is just, this this is inexcusable now that I'm thinking about it. This is literally inexcusable because I'm sure there were several instances and occasions where someone could have said something and they chose not to and that is ridiculous to me we have to start speaking up for people we are each other's keeper you are your brother's keeper you are your sister's keeper and when people can't speak up for themselves sometimes you have to be that voice and I'm not going to get on a soapbox but that's it for our carefree updates let me calm down. Here's a break from our sponsors and then we'll hop into our topic. All right. So a few weeks ago, I was on my way to work and on my way to work, I had a thought. And I guess you can say that God just kind of laid it on my spirit because I felt the need to address something that morning. Um, so if you have not heard what I'm referring to, it is on the Carefree and Black Diaries Instagram page under the IGTV tab. But I will play it right here for you right now. This is the audio from that morning, that thought that I had. Hey, y'all. So Shakira here, host of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Now, I know I never come on here and actually talk, but I was thinking about you all a lot this morning. Like y'all were on my mind heavily and first i wanted to say thank you first for everything for listening for subscribing for rating the podcast 
everything sharing it with your friends i'm thankful secondly i was thinking about something on my way to work and i don't know if i'm going to do a in-depth podcast episode about this. if you want one let me know but what i was thinking was how oftentimes right like we ascend to a higher version of ourselves we become better we start having new hobbies doing new things and essentially turning into newer beings new people brand new ideas brand new values morals etc and sometimes we can't understand how people that are familiar with us our friends our families um and not even that extent of the relationship sometimes just acquaintances and associates can't seem to comprehend the higher version of ourselves or the new version of who we are who we've grown to be but what i was thinking was familiarity is bred by being comfortable with somebody in other words people are comfortable with the version of you that they are familiar with a new version of you would require them to see you outside of what they're familiar with right what they're comfortable with and you can't get upset with people because they don't want to see you outside of what they're comfortable with and sometimes you feel like man like people i just met people that don't know me that well people that haven't known me as long as this person has why can they see who i am now but my friend can or my family member can or my associate can but that's just because they're used to their version that they're comfortable with how they've known you that's what they're going to see until ultimately like you continue to prove or sh- and you don't have to prove anything to anybody don't get me wrong um until they can get comfortable with the new version of you and i don't know i was just thinking about that this morning and i don't know who needs to hear it but there it is in case you needed to have a great day have a great weekend next week we are going to continue blacktober so stay tuned and if you haven't listened to this week's episode yet go ahead and check it out so after i posted that video a few of you said um Yes, girl, we need a podcast episode on this. And some of you said that it was something that you are currently dealing with right now in your lives. Um, This idea of people we know not accepting the new us or how we have changed and grown as a person. So that is why the title of this episode is It's Not You, It's Them. Um, But first things first, before we hop into everything, I do want to say that there are occasions when it is definitely you and not them. Sometimes it is us. So you have to be able to you have to be mature enough to be able to differentiate when it's you and when it's actually other people, because narcissism may tell you that it's other people when indeed it is you, sis or bro. So just be cognizant and aware of that. So I'm not going to lie. There are times when I listen back to podcast episodes or different things I've said. Like if I just had a thought and I talk about it on social media very quickly, I may revisit, you know, the video or whatever it is a little while later. And I'm like, dang, girl, that was deep. (laughs) Like, who was that talking? Because how did I come up with that? So there was a moment in that video that when I listened back to it, you know, after it had been some time, I had one of those moments again. And This was what I said that gave me that familiarity is bred by being comfortable with somebody. People are comfortable with the version of you that they are familiar with. So the part of that that I really want you to remember is this. People are comfortable with the version of you that they are familiar with. So oftentimes when we are in the process of transitioning, we are so focused on our own self-development and progress 
that when the process is done, we want people to see us in this new light immediately. Like this new light that we have worked so hard to get to this new person, this new way of thinking. Um, We're like, look, look, like, can't you see me? Can't you see I'm different? Can't you see I'm more focused now? Can't you see I'm more spiritual now? Can't you see I don't enjoy going those places anymore? Can't you see I don't enjoy doing those things anymore? Like I've changed. And much, you know, as much as we may want to wish upon a star for people to just get with the program and acknowledge us for the new version of who we are, it's almost unrealistic. And here is why. When we meet people and make the decision to be their friend or engage in a relationship with them, because keep in mind when you are letting people have a connection with you, that is a choice. So every friendship you have, every friend you have, every boyfriend, girlfriend, mate, that was a decision you made to have them in your life. So that was a choice. And by you making that decision or choice to allow them to be a part of you as a person or an extension of you as a person or just in your realm, you know, of living, that was a choice and that was a decision you made. And whether you realize it or not, you made that decision based off of who they were um, or who you have known them to be. Now, when people change, it is a shock to, you know, you or whoever's life you are in. So, OK, let's just have an example. So for an example, say you have a mate, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, um, and you have known them for, say, two years or a year, right? You have known them to be this person. You know they like to eat chicken wings on a Friday night. You know they like to party with their best friend on Saturday night. You know they really enjoy reading. Um, they watch weird videos on YouTube. You have made a decision to be with this person regardless of their likes, dislikes, um, or even in spite of those things or because of those things. Like you love them, you like them regardless, right? You made a decision to be with them. So if they come to you a month, you know, from now and they're like, hey, I'm not that person anymore. I've changed. You may be taken aback because you're like, hold on, changed how? What do you mean you've changed? I don't see any change. But they're like, no, I've changed. Like I've been working on myself. Um, Whether I told you or not, I have I'm a changed person. I've been working on myself. Um, And you're like, well, I don't see any change. You're still the same person that likes to eat chicken wings on a Friday night. You still go out with your best friend every Saturday. So I don't see what you're talking about. You're still the same person. And internally, they may be struggling with the idea of getting you to see who they are as a person. And that's just an example. But um, it's a lot deeper than that. (laughs) And I feel like that was honestly a poor example of what I'm trying to communicate to you. But the idea I'm trying to get you to realize is that um, people, I guess when people know you as one thing, it can be hard for them to see you as another thing because they have made a decision to accept you how you are currently or the person that they met you as, um, the person that they love, the person that they are familiar with. Again, we're going back to that word familiarity because that's what they've known this entire time. So when we develop, when we grow, when we discover new things about ourselves, when we try to change old ways about ourselves, and sometimes you try to communicate that with people in your life, they can't seem to 
it's hard for them to reconcile who you were and who you are or to try to bridge the gap in between. So they can be left confused about, you know, who you are as a person. And sometimes that often ends up resorting in them saying, no, you're still the same person. And to you, someone who has put the work in, who's changed, um, you, you notice your change and you recognize it as being changed. So when someone is telling you, no, you're still the same person, it can be discouraging, honestly, because I've had that happen where I have changed as a person. My interests have changed, but people who had known me for years and years and years, they're like, no, you're still the same person. (laughs) Like you're still the same Shakira. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And it's just hard because you're like, why can't you see that? But it's not your job to make other people see your change. You can't make it your business to try to appease people and you can't make it your business to try. You'll be stand, you'll be continuously on this hamster wheel turning and turning and turning and not going anywhere if you use the majority of your time trying to force people to recognize your change or acknowledge your change. As long as that is something that you recognize is happening and that you acknowledge is happening in your life, that is all that matters. And that goes for your parents, that goes for um your auntie and your cousin them, <laughs> that goes for your best friend sometimes because sometimes it is the people closest to you that has the hardest time. I dropped my pen. Um, it's the people closest to you that has sometimes have the hardest time um, seeing the new you and recognizing the new you. And it can be heartbreaking and discouraging again, but it's not your business to make people recognize that if they are in your life for the long run and if they themselves is doing the work to grow as a person as they should be because we are human beings who should constantly 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 be evolving and if you are the same person that you were a year ago I'm side-eyeing you like even your best friends look at them and evaluate them sometimes not you know not to them but you know step back sometimes and look at their life and where they were a year ago if they're in the same place that they were a year ago it may be time for you all to have a conversation like hey what are you working towards what goals do you have that you want to bring into fruition or how are you evolving and growing as a person what habits do you have that you want to work on or change or strengthen because change isn't always you know changing from negative to positive sometimes it's just strengthening the positive aspects of your life if you're already someone who reads or someone who likes to gain knowledge or someone who eats healthy um sometimes it may just be eating more healthy or gaining more knowledge or reading more because it's not always like from bad to good that's not always what change is so we have to get out of that way of thinking as well but back to you know your friends and the other people in your life Sometimes you have to see where they are, you know, as a person. And if they aren't changing, how could you possibly expect them to accept your change? Like you can't. That's unrealistic. And once you start to see that, once you start looking at people around you, especially the ones who aren't putting the work in to change themselves, you will realize that it's not you. It's them because when you have people in your life who are on the journey to change and self-development and who are trying to do better about themselves and work on themselves internally, they will, they recognize that like real recognize real. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. 
real recognize real so the people in your life who are changing who are trying to do better they will recognize that you are doing the same as well and they will understand that and they may not immediately see your change like you may want people to again it's unrealistic um but they will real recognize real they'll say okay you know what that's what's up because i'm changing too so i recognize that you are on your journey to change and be a better person as well and when i recognize that in you i'm going to accept you as you currently are or as you are working to get to that version so that's one thing I wanted you all to remember but I definitely wanted to drive home the point that it is not your business to force people or be discouraged when people um don't see you how you want them to see you because people you know it, as sad as it is but it's just human nature how they met you is how they're going to know you until you have displayed those new characteristics and traits enough for them to get with the program. So, and I, I don't want you to feel like you, how can I say this? I don't want you to feel like you have to continuously prove yourself to people. I don't want you to feel like you have to, you know, think like, oh, I have to keep showing them that I've changed. I really have to drive this point home for them to accept me, you know, as the new me because you don't have to do that. You're going to get back on that hamster wheel, like I stated earlier, and be running yourself in circles and not going anywhere. So as long as you continue to do what you need to do, they will recognize that from the outside looking in. And sometimes people don't want you to change. And that is something too that can be heartbreaking and discouraging because you want people who have been with you for years and years and years and who know you to always be with you I mean for the most part you do but the sad part is that everybody can't go with you like everyone can't go to the next level with you everyone can't go with the new version of you sometimes people and I spoke with um one of my friends about this this past weekend diamond when we were on our way to Jacksonville and we talked about the idea of um girl I'm losing my train of thought let me catch it real quick yeah so I, I caught it um we talked about this idea of sometimes people are sent to your life and maybe I'll have her come on here so we can talk about it again because it was a great conversation but sometimes people are with you during a particular season that's what we said some people are with you during a particular season and you can't take them with you as you continue into your next season because them being with you in that previous season was to help you level up to that new person or that better person and it's not for you to crap on them or to say you know I'm leaving you behind or anything like that but you appreciate the role that they played in you becoming a better person and a new person and sometimes you don't want to leave people behind but some people can be dead weight and drag you down and you wondering why you can't excel and reach new levels and get these accomplishments that you really want but it's because you have dead weight that you refuse to shed. So some people cannot go with you to the next level. And I want you to remember that as well. One particular instance that um, me and Diamond talked about on that ride was, let's just have a little, (laughs) 
a real moment here. So I was talking to this guy. Yes, I was talking to this guy. Um, this was around, let me see, 20, I graduated from college 2016. So this was around 2014, 2015. I believe like early 2015, I was talking to this guy, y'all. I was crazy about him. Child, I wish I could go back and kick myself. <laughs> but anyway, you know, again, let me see. I'm preaching to myself again because if it were not for him, I would not be where I am right now. So um, I was talking to this guy and he was um, terrible. <laughs> like he, he, uh, and maybe one day I will share this. It probably won't be on the podcast, but um, he didn't treat me how I should have been treated. But I settled for that type of treatment because I didn't know any better. And I thought that it was love and it wasn't love and I had to learn that the hard way but I was telling Diamond this past weekend that even though I was so upset with him for how he treated me and the things that he did to me I am now you know more appreciative of everything that happened because if it were not for him and the different things that we went through I wouldn't have discovered my love for video production or, you know, any and all things media, because it was a particular instance in which he asked me a question about like cameras and stuff. And in me guiding him through that journey, um, it made me discover that that was something that I loved. And although that season was rough for me, you know, I cried. Um, now I have leveled up. I've reached a better version and a new version of myself and in order for me to reach this level I had to shed that weight of him but you know we don't always learn lessons how we want to learn lessons <laughs> um, sometimes we learn them the hard way but I'm still appreciative to him um, and the purpose that he played in my life because if it were not for that I wouldn't be where I am right now and I probably wouldn't even have this podcast right now and it's not just because of him. There are other factors involved, but I do believe that all things work together. Um, so it definitely played a part and factored into everything that I have going on today. So you have to recognize also with that being said that sometimes people are not in your life to continually be in your life. Sometimes people are only there to teach you a lesson for you to be prepared and ready for the next level or the next season of who you're growing to be. But all of this does come with growth and maturity and living and learning because that's what life is. It's just living and learning and repeating, living, learning and repeating. And hopefully you learn enough to not repeat the same things over and over again. You learn enough and you keep it with you in your life toolbox to be able to pull back on those lessons as you progress and go forth in life. But I want you all to remember that, you know, sometimes it's not you, it's them. If you are changing, if you are evolving, if you are growing as a purpose, as a person in your purpose, if you are doing all of that, um, don't be so discouraged or upset when people aren't recognizing your growth or applauding your growth. Sometimes you have to applaud yourself behind closed doors. Sometimes you have to pat your own self on the back and not be upset with people because they aren't doing that for you because you don't need outside validation. You do not need outside validation. As long as you are okay with who you are and you can sleep at night, 
That's all that matters. With that being said, don't forget you can shop the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast merch. And you can find that link in the description of this episode and also in the description of the Instagram page. And that is at Carefree and Black Diaries. You can also follow the Twitter at Carefree, B-L-K-P-O-D. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. And we'll see you next time in the next episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys. Thank you.